You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. Market's getting a bit of stick today, David. I mean, generally speaking, normally if we are, if we were talking, the three of us, um, you, me, yeah. and Nick Kunzai, would go to him and say, what's going on? But my opinion is that if China is cutting rates for the second time, I think, in a week, or certainly in 10 days, that says, if you're an optimist, you say, well, that's good because they're taking remedial action. On the other hand, it's bad because there must be something that they know that we don't, whether it be because of the housing market, uh, which is imploding or or what. That's one of the reasons. There's also Jackson Hole later on this week, and people are Mm. worried about that. And despite the fact that gas prices are falling at the pumps in the United States of America, uh, the the bond rate is back at 3%. What's your take on today's quite quite nasty sell-off? Yeah, it, it, it was going to happen. Uh, the market had recovered dramatically from the lows of June. And after a run like that, there's always a post period. You know, the results are out. All the good economic data that came out is out. And it has been. I mean, generally, the, the numbers that have come out have been very good. And all the earnings that came out are very good. Now you go into that post period. Yes. So we're now Jackson Hole. All the Fed governors are talking. And the message is the same. We're not going to hold back. We're going to push interest rates up. And the bears start to take hold. And, uh, of course, it's going to, um, you know, it's, it's going to trigger some selling. So how far down does this go? No one can tell. But I think all you need, I, you know, in my view, we're going to start getting better numbers coming out, better data, particularly from the inflation point of view. You can see it in, you know, it's there. It's not, I'm, I'm not telling you something that you can't see with your own eyes. You know, people start to, 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 to bring up the whole question of the uh, property market in, in America. Oh, have you seen what's happening in mortgage companies falling over? Mm. I said, okay, that's fine. I said, what, what does that mean? Housing prices will go down, rents will go down. And one of the big sticking points or uh, sticky points on inflation is rents have been going up. Well, they're going to start going down. So I think a lot of issues like that will start playing themselves out in the next few months. And if anything, the inflation Asian numbers are going to uh, be okay. And and all you need is one diversion from this view that the Fed's going to be aggressive and things will start to turn better again. Now, I, I'll qualify that, Lindsay. We're not in for boom times, you know what I mean? It's it's We've gone through too much for that. But what I, what I do believe is that I don't think the news will be as bad as sometimes the headlines uh, tend to broadcast, you know. So... <laughs> This is what we have to go through. When you're in markets, this is what you go through. You know, it's never plain sailing. It's never easy. It's your ups and downs, durations, volatility. So um, I think, you know, we're in a little a bit of a negative period. So uh, yeah, we, we, spoke, we, we spoke about it last uh, week, and what I don't quite understand mm. is uh, people um, predicting recession and you saying that you read an article that uh, and, and you subscribed to the view that was put forward in the article that creating jobs is the creation of, of, of an economy, yes. and yet yes. and, and uh. jobs are being created everywhere, or mm. rather vacancies mm. are being created mm. everywhere, mm. whether they're filled or not, um, or maybe near the twain shall meet, as they say. But um, on the other hand... I can't quite uh, reconcile myself to the fact that, on the one hand, recession is predicted. On the other hand, people are getting jobs like that. You know, they can yeah, they, they can just I get know. a job. I don't know. No, no. What do you think? 
Well, they don't want that. They want you not to get a job. You know, they want unemployment to increase and they want pressure on. So, so the big arguments at the moment, the big negative arguments are that the Fed will maintain uh, their aggressive stance on inflation. That's number one. Secondly, because of that, because of high inflation, um, margins are going to come down. In other words, companies are going to have to cut their margins. Uh, therefore, earnings will fall. Therefore, equity prices will start to uh, come down as well. I don't think there's anything new in that. Uh, the big point is now we've got five days before Jackson Hole, which is where um, Powell will talk on Friday morning, which gives five days of I don't know how many hours a day uh, the media broadcasts to get every person in the world to give their view about what uh, – Mr. Powell's going to say on Friday morning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you need to look beyond the, the, the Fed. Yeah, just look at his last couple of meetings or his testimonies yeah. to, to Congress or his post yeah. uh, Federal Reserve interest rate decision statements. Just look at what he said, cut and paste it, put it together. That's what he's going to say. He's not going to say anything exactly. controversial. Exactly. It's a, just a big. Uh, it, it's a, it, it, it's, yeah. it's a nice. It's a nice jolly for them, as they say. It's uh, mm. they all get together. And and behind the scenes, there'll probably oh. be uh, interesting conversations in the corridors of Jackson Hole. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. he's not going to shock the markets by saying, that's yeah. it, I'm stopping uh, raising rates or I'm going to yeah. raise until it gets to 5%. He's not going no. to. It's not his, it's not no. his style, I think, David. It, it will be very measured. Yes, good, good every, word. Yeah. You, know, you know, there's another thing that you're going to, you must understand. Every one of those Fed governors who's talking now has aspirations of becoming the next Fed governor. Right. So they're all talking. You know, nobody wants to be quiet or they all want to be independent and, and give an independent view. And you've got Bullard who's saying 75 points. And Okay, you know, well, most of that is already in the market. But the last inflation, you know, we've got some important um, indicators coming out. But you can almost forecast them because you know what the basket of inflation is. So you can almost see what's happening ahead and come within a reasonable degree of you know, accuracy of, uh, of, of where inflation's coming. And, and they use the uh, PCE as a big indicator. They, the Fed follow that personal consumption expenditure. And yes. it's, it's their favorite indicator. And it'll start coming down. And when it does come down, um, it's going to start pointing to what we've discussed, that we've probably seen peak inflation. So I think the big argument is they want 2%. Well, I don't think we're going to get 2% immediately. It's just, you know, it's impossible to get to that level uh, quickly. It's going to take a bit of time. So we and, – and the other thing is that there are no companies collapsing at the moment. You know, no one's really falling in a heap. Oh, well, we unless you're a cinema company, stories. David. Excuse me, I've got to qualify, well, I've got to yeah. qualify that. Unless, <laughs> unless you're AMC or Cineworld, well, well, they are collapsing. But, the, but the, you know why? Because they, they're not making good movies. I, you know what I mean? Yes, I know. But would, would, you to, would, you to, would you go to? Would you go to? Would you go to Does Stir still exist in South Africa? I don't know. No, they're battling the same thing. And that, but would you go to see structural. a film? Would if you, you hmm? if, if if no, I'm 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 one of those miserable people who waits for it to come on the small screen. But there are lots of people who like to go. But um, have a look at the prequel for Game of Thrones. Oh no, please. No, it's called, I don't know what it's Something called. Something to do with dragons. It came, out, dragons. it came out on HBO last night. Yeah. They bombed. The, whole, the, the streaming collapsed. 
They bombed the computers. There were so many people wanting to watch it. So it came out last night in the U.S. I, I didn't even watch Game of Thrones, so I can't even I can't even talk on it as well. I never I've never gone through one. Thank you very much. So you and I, I both. I know nothing about it. I just it just doesn't appeal to me. No. But uh, so but all I'm trying to say is is have the right content, you'll get the audience. You know. And if you look at what's it, this Maverick? Uh, oh, I watched. Um, uh, I watched Tom Top, Cruise. I watched Top Gun Maverick. You know the first Top Gun Top, Maverick. Yeah, yeah the, the, the first Top Gun. I, I, it, it, it was fun, but it, it wasn't great. It was yeah. incredibly corny. Yeah. But what they've done with this uh -huh. one is they've kept the corn, and it, and it is very corny in in, in places. But mm -hmm. the flight scene sequences, the special effects, yeah. it is really really good. You've got to have a big telly. I would never go to the cinema and watch it because that means me going out, and I'm like you, I'm a curmudgeon. Um, I, I will, I'll wait for it. <laughs> but <laughs> if you get a big a big screen telly and a good yeah. sound system, that, that that's a riot is two hours of fun really really good yeah. david um, well that's where you go to a movie to watch that because of uh the experience but i think to a large extent the content that has come out just hasn't um the, there hasn't been a consistently good to bring people into amc into those kind of places mm. so um i think you have to you have to understand that as well you know Lindsay, i i I go through, I'll go, I say, okay, let me go onto Netflix. What should I watch? Flick, 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 flick. I spend about half an hour. So, nah. You know, it's all the same thing. It's all like when we used to go to movies on a Saturday morning, we used to go in and, uh, and, and, and swap comics. You know, that's what we used to do. And this is just comics. This is the same kind of thing. I mean, it's got most of the movies have got the mental intelligence of a comic. You know, very <laughs> basic. And super. I re honestly, there's absolutely no sophistication involved at all and it also just gives you an idea of our mentality as well i can't watch these superheroes and and thors and people like this and and vampires i said no. <laughs> listen just give me a give me a woody allen movie or something like that yeah, you love just woody something allen. with a little mm. bit of humor and a bit of you know just just the human type stories and i anyway but that's me but so i end up being flicking and flicking and flicking and never finding anything I'll give you some tips uh, after we go off air. Mm. But, um, uh, David, talking about Saturday morning, I used to go to – my mother uh, or father used to drop me off at the um, at the ABC in Staines, uh, which is now called Staines on Thames. They've tried to, uh, to posh mm. it up a bit. Um, and you used to queue around the block of this giant uh, cinema um, – and you would go in there, and there would be like three or four children's films over over a couple yes, of hours yes, to keep you entertained. Yes. You know, it might be a western, yeah. it might be a cartoon, it might be a combination of the two plus another thing as a space film or something. And the kids behaved badly because there were no uh, grown-ups there. You know, you're throwing popcorn at each other and, <laughs> and having a laugh and, and everything because you, you're near seven, eight years old. Mm, it was it was mm. great fun. But those were the mm. days of the cinema, and I can remember my father, mm, uh, mm, who was born mm. in 1914. He would tell me about going to queue for an hour to watch the latest Laurel and Hardy um, yeah. A, a yeah. feature in, yeah. the, in the in the early yeah. to mid 1930s. Mm. Those days mm. are gone, without a yeah. doubt. No, it's yeah. dead. Gone. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Those. I don't think you know. It's it's a lot of it is technology today. A lot of these movies, as you said, with uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick, you know, most of it is 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 graphics and so on. So the plot. You know, that, that captures the audience rather than the plot. 
Um, there's nothing terrible about it at all. No. Um, and you know, you know what I mean? And 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 uh, for me, that's important. But I think content is is absolutely imperative. If you, if you need the kind, I don't know if they're making those kind of movies at all. I don't know, you know, what the budgets are, what's coming out. So um, yeah, I can understand that that theatres will find it very very difficult. I wonder if they can reinvent themselves. I mean, the 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 Cine Worlds is it Cine World uh, and the AMCs yeah. can do something about it and say, okay, we've got all these properties, we've got all this real estate, mm -hmm. we've got this uh, good brand, we must do something with these theatres. We make them private cinemas or something. I don't know. Uh, but someone's got to lure people back to the high street, first of all, from a retail point of view, which is another story altogether. And secondly, if mm. these cinema complexes, these multiplexes, as they call them in the States, can survive, they've got to do something with it because it's prime yeah. real estate, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, they've tried. I don't know. I haven't got the answer mm. uh, you know, for those yet. Um, but, I, but I do think that... that um, eventually, I mean, so much money now is being poured into to Amazon. I, in fact, I think it was Amazon. Now they're all trying to hire uh, people to improve their content. You know, people in the industry and that who can start to improve it. But generally, I find that the uh, quality is, is, you know, it's very. Uh, you end up watching documentaries. I mean, there's some superb documentaries, but I'm tired of that. I spend the whole day looking at the market and looking at heady stuff. You know, you mm. want light-hearted entertainment. I, I, I must say that's why I'm so happy that this sport back on on TV are just uh, you mean football? Football, yeah. yeah. I know. We'll talk about it's that just, later. Let's talk about the yeah, South African market yeah. now. The first thing that came yeah. up this morning: mm. a renewal of a cautionary uh, from both Telcom mm. and MTN. It looks as though the uh, the Rain Raiders have been uh, pushed aside, and it looks mm -hmm. as though the um, MTN Telcom thing is going to progress. Whether it'll come to fruition, we don't know. It's progressing. Mm. That's, it's exactly that. So they will progress it until they get a formal offer from Rain, in which case they need to look at it. But for the meantime, MTN is not pulling out. No, definitely you know, not. It's not stepping back. And I think the longer it goes, the more difficult it will be to, to come in with a bit. And, Lindsay, the one thing that's in the MTN side is that they've got big pockets. Yeah. They're strong, they're powerful, they have access to cash resources, um, they can do things. You know, I, I don't know Rain, and I've, I've got nothing against him in any way at all. But what I do know is that in this industry, if you're going to go into this industry, you've got to have very deep – if you want to be a leader, you know, you can hang around, you can be a hanger on, yeah. honor, you know, and, and kind of rent services from the big ones. But uh, that does play, you know, that does take away your margins. And and telecom hasn't got money. You know what I mean? It hasn't got, so it needs help. So um, I think in the end, MTN will prevail. I think everybody else is just an opportunist. Yeah, I think so. so the, the way that they cobbled it uh, together, and I I know nothing yeah. about mm. the uh, corporate takeovers mm. and the the boardroom and people like Paul Harris and Michael Jordan. I don't know mm. who's behind Rain, so I may be talking out of turn. But on the other hand, they put it together too mm. quickly, 
and apparently they broke a couple mm. of rules and immediately that's a, a red flag isn't it i mean yeah. Yeah. good luck to them if they if they can do it yeah. but on the other hand i think the government would rather go with mtn given yeah. the the links that mtn has had or has had yeah. has at the moment and has had with mtn in in, in the past yeah. i think there's a, some quite strong ties there so yeah mm. it looks as though mtn will get it I, to me I, you know i'm the, the the competition commission is one thing i sometimes you know, uh, sometimes there's only room for duopolies or, uh, in fact, some t cases, a monopoly. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't have two airports or you can't have two railway lines. You know, you only need one. Quite right. And even though it's being privatized. So, so the issues, and I think that from this point of view, um, I don't know whether there's room for, for three big players in South Africa. It's, 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 you know, it's, uh, MTN's going to spend, I don't know, they said 26 billion rand this year. I mean, admittedly, this is globally, but they've got to keep up with technology, and technology is going to change all the time. So you can't fall behind. So, yeah, you know, you can have a few peripheral services like, like, like Blue and other people who hang on, but I don't know. I'm, you know, in many cases, you've got to have champions and, uh, uh, I, I, I'm not against large champions. I just, incidentally, on that, yes, there was quite an interesting article on on Visa and Mastercard in the Economist this week. Yes, it's a, a big article criticising them for the fees that are being charged, but you know that merchants have to pay without them taking any risk. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I read through it. But there's very little that people want, you know, want. And while while there might be competition, Lindsay, and this is the point that I'm trying to get to, while there might be competition, you know, when you're swiping your card and you're on a in Alaska or you're in some obscure person, you want to know that it's a visa, you know, wherever <laughs> you are, you know, or it's a MasterCard. You don't want to say I'm going to use some other payment system because you might not, you know, just might not work. At least you know this is a global service that will guarantee uh, the payment of, you know, or, uh, or you know, of uh, your debt or whatever. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. Mm. I mean, I've, I've got a, mm. a, a local Dutch bank uh, card, yeah. debit card, and I've got a Visa card because Visa has served me well since I was at, school, at university when yeah. I was, yeah. I took a couple of years off. So what was I? I was 20 years old. I got my first Visa card. It was a Barclay card, mm. actually, but it's the same thing. Um, and um, I, I've used it ever since. I, no, I don't, I don't, no, I mean, I if they charge me, it's because they're giving me a good service. I'll pay for a good service. Yeah. I don't need some upstart it's bank exactly that might, you know, as you say, if you're uh, trekking around Siberia uh, <laughs> look, look, looking for a, a rare type of eagle or something, <laughs> you go to the, yeah. lo the local local bar and they say, sorry, Mr. Williams, give me no, a visa. That's exactly my point. Exactly. You got visa. That's exactly my point. You know that you can use it in Siberia for whatever you're looking for. That, whereas you would never be able to use some of these other, you know, functions. Quite right. Sure, you're buying, a, you're going to Starbucks and you're going to pay for a cup of coffee. You might be able to use some kind of, uh, uh, you know, payment platform. But I mean, for big items. So I, I, I look at it. I say I don't mind. You know, I know they're charging and I know the merchants are moaning and groaning and everything, and they try to give it back to you in points and airline points, etc. But it's sometimes at the end of the day, you want that comfort of, of uh, you want the security of. Look, these people are not going to let me down. Goodness me, you know? we sound old, David. <laughs> I, I, I have the same thing with the stock exchange. You know, I always say. 
you've always got these new stock exchanges that are, are, are you know, mushrooming or, or starting to merge. And I've said, hold on. The one thing about the JSC, it's been around for 100 and, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah. They guarantee the deal. You know, if I sell shares, they're going to pay me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know the deal's going to go through. It's going to be cleared. And, and that gives me comfort. I don't mind paying the, the, the extra amount instead of doing through some obscure exchange which might appear on a computer or something like that, you know. So, yeah, that, 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 so we come back to MTN and uh, in Vodacom in the same kind of way. You know, I, know I, I, I know there's someone to help me, and they will be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're quite right. Yeah, there, there, there is comfort. In, 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 and as, as you say, uh, whether it's a duopoly or a monopoly, it doesn't matter. As long as they don't abuse their um, monopoly yeah. powers in terms of pricing, then that's fine. Because that can yeah. happen, obviously, because yeah. inefficiencies. I mean, you look at Eskom, for example, uh, a glaring example yeah. of an inefficient uh, monopoly. So that's the sort of area where... Yeah, other players should be allowed in in order to make this system more efficient and more competitive. But when it yeah. comes to when it comes to what we've been talking about, I think so too. A trusted brand. Mm. Why do you think that Johnson mm. & Johnson mm. and Coca-Cola and mm. PepsiCo mm. and all those other companies mm. uh, that you can reel off are doing so well? Why do you think that Warren Buffett sticks with these companies that have been going for a long time yeah. with a great track record? Okay, so maybe pay a little bit more. Just pay a little bit more if you're able to, David. Yeah, 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 ex exactly right. So I, th I think that comes back to where we are, talking about the, the MTN telecom deal. Uh, and I've got nothing against Rain, and I'm sure they provide a, a very decent service for their clients. But overall, you know, you want the comfort that the company's still going to be around uh, for some time, as you say, with Coca-Cola and the other things. Yeah. You know, so, um, David, it's, it's, mm -hmm. what else have we got to, to do? I saw Sun International came out with a with a, with a <laughs> trading statement, and I think the share price was up um, about three and a quarter percent when it, just after that trading update came out. What about the the, the South African uh, hospitality industry and Sun International? Obviously, not just South. Well, yeah, not South Africa. It's coming. It's, but what, what coming do you, what from do you make very of it? low base. Yeah, coming from a very low base, and uh, you know things are improving. It's good to see that. You know, hospitality is picking up and people are spending. And I think we've seen it in all the fast foods. What's it? Uh, self, what do they call them now? We used to call them fast foods. They're not uh, fast foods. They, uh, quick service restaurants. Sorry, that's whatever. a better way. Mm, you know, food. sure. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that uh, it, it's, it's whether it can sustain itself. It's still the big debate. You know, what happens next year with interest rates still on the rise, with inflation still on the rise? You know, will they be able to produce similar kinds of uh, results? So I think that's that becomes the, uh, you know, the big talking point. But I mean, but but overall, um, I think we need companies like Sun International, City Lodge to survive. I mean, they've gone through a torrid time. No one came to them. No one helped them. They had to survive themselves. They had to raise money. They've still got a lot of debt on their balance sheets, which they have to work out. And and I'm just hoping that, from a South African point of view, that this holiday season that they do, you know, enjoy uh, that people do go down there, spend, and and just help them kind of rebuild their balance sheet. So I think understand where we're coming from. Mm. Tell me something. If 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 a foreigner, for example, flew to Johannesburg, spent a couple of days there for whatever reason on business, and then thought, right, he or she's going to go down to Cape Town for a, you know for a, a long weekend, 
for some uh, for some tourist time. What airline would you get on now? I mean, what's happened with what, what has happened with Comair and Kalula uh, and everything? How, and how much would it no, cost you? Gone. What? No, I, I don't know. I don't know who's there. That's that's a big problem of mine. I think I think they're sat there. I, I laugh because in the in, in the rugby, you remember the famous flight flight pass which they had in the World Cub, I do, which I was, was there. A, a Boeing seven four seven. You know, go book or whatever was written under. So today it was a, uh, the last game was a sat air. <laughs> really, out of all the planes, yeah. <laughs> so um, well, okay. And and I don't know who else is there. There's there's some of the smaller airlines, you know, uh, running smaller planes. But Kalula, uh, tell me, but tell me about Kalula and, yeah. and Comair. Have, have they gone? Or no, that's they... gone. That, that's gone. That's history. Yeah, I think that's history. I don't know. Huh. I, I, you know, the other thing is what concerns me is um, is is reliability. You know, and and the experiences of a lot of people who do fly regularly to Cape Town, they have to do it. You know, they have to do it for business reasons. I think there are a lot of concerns. One thing that I would never risk is that um, I would not. I would I would not fly down and say I'm taking an early morning what's it red eye to mm. make a meeting at nine o'clock or something. <laughs> I'm flying out of Joburg at six to make a meeting. No, I'm not going to do that. No. You've got to go the night before. You know you better make sure, and you've got to give yourself a lot of room. I'm, I um, agree with you entirely. Okay, well, I'm going to do some a bit about that. I tell you who knows a bit about the aviation industry. Our friend Juliessa. She knows um she she knows about yeah, that because yeah, uh, her late yeah. father was very much involved in in, in aviation and so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her about it she'll know um, David um, we've got to talk now as we've gone through international markets and a little bit of local news we've now got to find why is it as, just before we leave the markets for now anyway um, the JSC is only down half a percent whereas the S and P is down one and a half percent why is the JSC holding up so well. In fact, it's coming under pressure at the moment. Oh, okay. I can see a big sell-off. You know, it start. It was actually almost break-even at about three o'clock our time. We're now it's four thirty now. We're now down almost one percent and and oh. and losing ground. You know that um, it, it's it's starting. The sell-off is actually gaining momentum, and I'm just seeing in, in the U.S. markets now. Uh, the S and P is down about one and a half percent. One point seven percent now, project. actually. Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, uh, that's on its lows of the day. Uh, so something uh, happening I, there. I can understand. You know, I, I I can understand the the reason that this is happening. You know, if you if you open the uh, if, if if you open kind of your your uh, sorry, you know, your screen this morning, you get like um, you know, sober warning for war. Street and beyond. The Fed is still on a collision course with financial markets. Stocks <laughs> and bonds are set to tumble once more, according to Bloomberg Markets Live, according to their survey. As rate hikes uh, reawaken, the great 2022 sell-off will continue. You know, yeah, in nice, other words, nice and cheery, <laughs> nice headlines. You know, it's very <laughs> cheerful. Mm. So you wake up in the morning and say, "Oh well, I'm not going to buy today." You know, so that's the kind of headlines that you have to do. You know, uh, what we've been seeing is a bear market rally and we don't want to chase it. You know, so you're getting these kind of conversations. Okay, fine. All right. And in the meantime, technically, without getting too, you know, the run up uh, 
from a technician point of view, the, we, we saw the bounce in the market, which hit the 200 moving day average. And you're going to see a sell off. It's just traditional stuff. So let's give it a few days. Let's see what Mr. Powell says at Jackson Hole. I don't, I don't know what the sense of being, uh, you know, I, I, I've never been a, a pessimist. I've never seen the sense in wanting to see markets collapse and markets and, and things like this happen. I've always been saying, well, you know, it doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't, you know, yeah, inflation, sure. We know inflation. But, I mean, I don't think, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't help anybody. Everybody wants to maintain or preserve their wealth. And the problem is, where do you preserve it? If rates are going to go through the roof, the last place you want to be is a bond market. You certainly don't want to be in a property market, you know, if rates are going up. Gold hasn't proved to be any kind of support as well. So at the end of the day, what do you do? Sit in cash? Which cash? The dollar? Well, that's so, your, that's your job. You've been in the business for five decades. So yeah. I really think yeah. you should be, um, you should be um, actually telling us, David. But uh, clearly, yeah. even you're confused, and that's a very disturbing situation. Well, I, I, I stay with where we are because I'm a great believer that, that companies don't remain static. You know, they're always trying to work their way through uh, the quagmire or going, you know, hack their way through a forest and look for ways to get out. And so I'm very, very positive. I read a fascinating, again, once more in The Economist over the, the whole electric vehicle industry. And, I mean, if you see the numbers there, so there are big themes that are going to unfold. This is – I found this fascinating, you know, that – by within the next eight years, 40% of the world's vehicles will be electric. They might not get there. But this also, you know, just changes the whole complexity from, from a point of view of, of battery operators. You need the battery operators. You need the battery factories. And also you need to mine the minerals, you know, cobalt, nickel, and, and lithium. So th- th- there are a lot of things that are worth looking at. And uh, those companies in those areas, they're not standing still. You know, they're not... Uh, they, 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 they're looking for ways out of all of this. I was talking so, to, um, just before we leave that, uh, on the electric vehicle um, a theme, I was talking to Wayne McCurry about that because, you know, he's a petrol head. And yes, I was, yes. we were talking about that briefly. And he came up with some very interesting points about batteries and uh, uh, the sustainability of the electric vehicle uh, industry. I mean, he, he wouldn't buy an electric car. He said he might buy a hybrid, uh, but he wouldn't buy an electric car because of the battery, because uh, the battery runs out before the car. The battery is very expensive and, and all that sort of thing. But we need that need not detain us. I'm also going to be speaking yeah. in about a week's time to uh, Venkat, the ex-CEO of Anger Goldashanti, and he's come up with um, a very interesting presentation uh, uh, exclusively for strictlybusinesspodcast.com about um, the, the commodity complex and where the demand is and where it might be going in the future. So I'm looking forward mm. to that one. But mm. David, what I'm also looking mm. forward to is your assessment of the football weekend. I found, yeah. I find even after just three games... I find yeah. the, the the Premiership a, a very dynamic and very different yeah. to the Premiership yeah. to this time last year. Yeah. How brilliant yeah. is it? It's superb. I, I just looked at Newcastle. I mean, yeah. physical and strong. And after going down after a few minutes, I thought, oh, no, here it goes. Yeah. Not at all. They came back and they were so strong. You know, by strong, I mean uh, in a sense and, and speedy. Uh, very, You can't relax. 
You know, I think I think a lot of teams. I looked at Leeds. I mean, they, they annihilated and they Chelsea. pressed Chelsea. Yeah. See, you you don't yes. have a moment. I mean, in yeah. the old days when David Shapiro was running down the left wing uh-huh. uh, for whatever team you were playing for, Vitz or, or something, uh-huh. you'd probably have a bit of space. You don't get any yeah. space as a Premiership nah. footballer these nah. days. It's relentless. Nah. It's fascinating Thank and it's you. very exciting. Yeah, I, I I think I enjoy it because it's 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 open. Credit to uh, Man City for coming back uh, like they did, mm. and um, they they never gave up, and they pushed and pushed, and you know it was a superb game. I thought they were going to snatch it, uh, but so still, did I. Yeah, you know, scintillating. But I mean, Chelsea looked awful. Um, we're going to see tonight, you know, Liverpool oh, with Man United. Oh my goodness I me! You're not going to stay up for I'm that, not. of course. But um, well, I'll, I'll put a fir- try for the first to. few minutes on that. But I feel there've been a lot of articles written about Man United, you know, over the last couple of over the last week, and it's quite sad because the one thing that comes out is that the Glazers spent money. It's just been just badly managed, frittered away. You know, yes. if you mm. just frittered away on rubbish. And, you know, it seems like the whole structure of this magnificent uh, football team has just fallen apart. They bought, and, and they've they're just, just an, a great illustration of what you've just said, the wasting of money, is that they've just spent 60 million quid. I mean, if you multiply yeah. that by 20, what is that? 60, 60 million is um, times 10 is how much? 600 million. 600 million. million. So it's 1.2 so, no, so yeah. billion. Yeah. Rand. Rand. For Casimiro from Real Madrid. Yeah. Casimiro can't speak English, first of all. And second, he doesn't yeah. know where Manchester is. His agent just says, listen, they're yeah. going to give you 350000 yeah. a week. Yeah. You're 30 years old. You're going to get a chunk of the transfer yeah. fee. So why don't you go? He doesn't know what he's doing. And Manchester United no, he don't either. he doesn't know how cold it is. He it's doesn't terrible. know how cold it is up in... In, in man, it well, it's just raining. rainy, and I mean, I've got nothing against Manchester. I've had a couple of good evenings there, but, but I mean, it's it, it, it that just shows you the desperation. Ten Hag is has been told by the board, get us a name. You haven't been able yeah. to get Frankie yeah. de Jong from okay. Barcelona. Yeah. You haven't been able to get this person, yeah. that person. So Casemiro comes up and they say, okay, take him, whatever price. He's 30, mm. for goodness sake. He's got three yeah. years left. Yeah. 60 million. What? Come on well, now. This is, Pogba. this is Pogba version two, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was uh, yeah. Sir Alex yeah, I Ferguson, I, I think, uh, for letting him go for nothing in the first place. Yeah. Um, uh, but David, yeah. uh, the other thing is... Um, we, this is probably the only time we'll ever say this. Uh, your team, Arsenal, is top of the Premiership. My team, Ipswich, is top of League One. And OK, that's the oh, third wonderful. division. Yeah, we've played five, won four, drawn one. We're top. So both our teams are top of the league. So we must note this yeah. down in our diaries because it'll never happen again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, Arsenal playing well. They're really you know, good. And, and, and Jesus or Jesus, whatever he's Jesus. correct pronounced mm. Hey, yeah. what a difference. And what a magnificent player. I That's mean, good. honestly, for him to waltz through is what you need. You know, in these tight defense situations, you need someone like that who just cracks it open. And he did it. You know, and you only have to do it once. That's all. Once or twice during the game. But he's, he's also just shown a, a, just a superb attitude on the field. Mm. Wonderful player, you know. And anyway, so I think it's Arsenal's game. But yeah. your Viking also... Erling Haaland. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's a beast. Yeah. He's, 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 he he, he's scary. 
I thought he was yeah, going to win it for yeah, City uh, last, yeah, last yeah, night, the way yeah, he was marauding yeah. through um, yeah. <laughs> the Newcastle yeah. defence. But he's he's going to be a goal game man, which we haven't yeah. seen for quite That's a long all time. You need. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, David. Thank you very okay. much. We'll we will speak tomorrow, tomorrow night yep. with uh, Nick. Uh, David Shapiro is from Sassman Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.